Which would you rather have? A really busy day with no breaks or a slow day with lots of breaks? Rotator cuff damage? How? Reading Ukrainian? Slow. Chinese class? Speaking, not writing. Working from home is awesome. How could I ever go back? And finally finished reading one copy or one edition of the South China Morning Post. Tuesday, April 18th, 2023. I'm Stephen Sersky. You're expat in Beijing. <laughs> this is where I live and work. I play and I talk all day. Pretty much. <laughs> Literally been talking all day. <clears throat> Excuse me. Getting over this uh, Beijing air that I sucked in last uh, Wednesday. Knocked me out this week. And if you want to hear me complain about it, go to yesterday's episode. I tell you all about the wonderful details about it uh, and everything else. But... Um, yeah, today has been quite busy, and uh, I, this is sort of the question. Like, do you, Would you rather have a really busy day where, like, as soon as you get up, you pretty much know what you're going to be doing? And that, th- These days have changed. They've, they've morphed over time, whereas before, the busyness uh, required, I guess, like, two, three years ago, before the pandemic, and then even as the pandemic was so li- slowly ripping across the country and around the world and blah, 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 it, a lot of my work day was hurry up to wait sort of thing. So you'd have to hurry up in the morning to get into a cab. Then you'd wait for an hour. You'd be sitting in a cab. And then you would get to uh, to work. And then you'd have to hurry through your sort of routine or whatever it is to get ready at the actual workplace. And then you would wait for like, customers to show up and stuff like that. And, and so on and so on. And then you'd go through the day, it would kind of plot along, and some people would show up on time, some people wouldn't, some people wouldn't show up at all, blah, 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 blah. On the other side of the day, you'd have to rush to get a cab, or you'd, ha- you'd make sure you get out of work early, so you could either get onto the subway early enough, or you'd take a cab, and you'd have to wait for the cab. <clears throat> then you'd get in the cab, and another hour-long wait uh, before you get home, and so on and so on. So there was a lot of, um, <clears throat> I guess you could, you could add to that, during lunch, you would hurry through uh, your, well, you'd, you'd hurry through the sort of lunchtime protocols that are required, you'd eat, and then you might do something on your own, you might have a nap, but I mean, even that, it was all like in 10 minute increments, you had to get things done, or else you just didn't get through them, Right? But it was always hurry, 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 and then wait. Hurry, 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 and then wait. Now, in contrast, working from home, I have noticed that it's now more just go, 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 go all the time. It was, <clears throat> not going to lie, when we were working and traveling, like actually leaving Beijing, like I would wake up some days on Monday or Tuesday morning. Usually it would be, a, if I woke up Tuesday morning, uh, I'd be, uh, yeah, well, Tuesday morning, because on Tuesday night, we'd be taking the train somewhere or taking a flight, right? So by Tuesday morning, I knew that my whole week, my whole week was booked. Now I know my whole week is booked, but it's all so tightly packed together and very much based on me not moving from my apartment, basically. So case in point today is I get up, um, at, uh, like six thirty or six o'clock, I got up early because, uh, just, it was really light outside, go outside uh, for a walk and you review the Chinese um, characters, the Chinese vocab for a little bit, come back, stretch, make coffee, shower, and then it's time to work. And then 
with work and going and everything that sort of occupies the whole day. And since I don't have to prepare anything for the work day the day before, my my breaks are sort of occupied by, cr- by, by making food or washing dishes or <clears throat> all that sort of stuff that I used to have to prepare the night before is all done during the same day. Likewise, like on uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and I got, I'm probably going to do this every day, go for a run at lunch. I mean, but the, again, there's a rush, 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 because you got to hit that time in order to get back to work in time, right? So all of those sort of, that, there's your work day, all filled, fold, n- n- very little time, basically. And then you hit at the end of the day, well, I booked a Chinese class for five o'clock, and then a Ukrainian class for seven o'clock. And this seemed like a good idea when I did it. And then I realized this is a lot of, this is all back to back. Like, wow, because I didn't finish work until 4.30. Read one article about the lab leak that happened a couple of years ago that we're still debating whether or not it was a leak or not. <laughs> Seems to be pretty conclusive these days. Uh, but then the Chinese class, I mean, that went on for 45 minutes and it was more of a speaking class than a writing class. It was supposed to be writing. But this girl, she's tough to, uh, to, to, to schedule an appointment with sometimes because she is very busy, uh, which I guess is a good thing. Uh, but today we spent most of the time talking and not writing, which is like that's why I hired her sort of thing. 45 minutes there. Uh, and then in between that, I was able to do some uh, well March motion work and stuff like that. And then 7 o'clock, it was my Ukrainian class. And this class was more focused on reading Ukrainian, which I can tell you, oof, brutal, slow, slow as molasses, slow as Marmite that's been in the fridge for three months, or just been in the fridge for any amount of time, to tell you the truth. And so I just, I didn't get to eat until just, uh, I just finished eating, basically. That was dinner, just after this, uh, or just before this, I should say. And uh, pretty crazy. So... Would you rather have a day like that where everything is sort of blocked off for you, but you're always going to be busy, there's going to be minimal waiting for for things to happen, but there are always going to be things happening. I find this the same way on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays when I do my two workouts and stuff like that. If I go for a run at lunch or I do a a post-work workout as well, that 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 does seem to pull the day forward sort of a little uh, a little bit in that it always has me some uh, rushing against something and not necessarily a bad rush but I guess there is a bit of a pull there's a bit of an anxious pull that if I don't do it then I'll feel like I'm leaving something on the table that I feel I feel like I'm not doing everything or not living up to the full potential if you will even though I know that doing all the stuff is I mean it, it's a lot that being the case, if I didn't do it, what else would I be doing? Watching social media channels? Like, I've tried this before, where it's like, oh, I'm not going to go for a run. Well, what do you end up doing? Looking at, doom, you doom scroll Twitter for 20 minutes. Then you go eat. You know, and then you, you try to pick up a, uh, <clears throat> uh, you, you try to review Anki Droid characters or something like that. But then, what happens? You're like, oh, I got to message someone. I got oh, I should message her about that thing. Or I should send that article to so-and-so. And then a 10-minute conversation ensues, a 10-minute sporadic conversation. So there goes your, your your lunchtime, right? So things like that where even that, I'm not sure, if, is that as, does that pull you forward as much as going for a run? Because going for a run, well, you feel every step. 
every mile, you're like, where's that mile? Where's that mile? Where's that kilometer? Where is it? It's out. There we go. 10 minutes. How did it take me 10 minutes and 37 seconds to run the first mile? I'll try to do better on the second one and so on, right? So it sort of pulls you forward. And then not only that, when you come back from the run, you get a shower and change and everything else and get back to, to your work groove. But I'm not criticizing this. I like I like the pace. It's a good pace for me. It's quick. It's not overly fast. You might be saying, but Steve, I mean, it's taking you a while to get a few things done. Like March Motion, you're not done. It took you a month to get the podcast up. And I go, yeah, but by doing that, I've also noticed that March Motion, um, yeah, I should have had done, but Hong Kong really did sort of uh, run into that one sort of thing. The other thing is with uh, the podcast, I've noticed that I need a cooling off period from the podcast as well, from recording them, because I have to listen to them again. And it's very hard to uh, stop listening to the content rather than listening to the quality of the audio file. So that's that's sort of what takes a long time. And then all that, picking the, uh, the, uh, the title card to go with, usually I go for hand gestures. I'm not going to lie. If you look at most of the... Uh, you know, the title cards, they'll have someone making a hand gesture or something, uh, which is useful just for giving uh, a picture, some some animation, some life to it. If it's just two people looking at each other, it looks dull and boring, but like smiles, big, not even, not even smiles, like big laughter or hand gestures. Those are the things that you need at least once per night in a picture, and then that way you have your title card set. So all that being said, very busy. I'm going to record this now. Not going to lie, with the small podcast, this also gives me a, a, a target. Usually I try to record it around 9 p.m. or so. Sometimes it happens later. Sometimes it happens much later. Sometimes it happens earlier when I have other things I've got to get done later on that night. But again, another sort of deadline. Would you rather wake up in the morning at 6.30 in the morning or 6 o'clock <clears throat> and then know what you're going to be doing for the next 16 hours? And, and know that in 16 or 17 hours, you're going to fall back in the same place you woke up and go, oh my goodness, <laughs> did I get everything done I needed to do? No, I didn't. But was it still a good day? Yeah, it was. So, <sighs> tough. I, yeah, good pace so far. I'm liking it. As I actually with this Chinese class today, uh, she was asking about uh, if I had to go back to the office building. I'm like, Fuck no. <laughs> Good luck getting me to go back. This, it, it took me a while to sort of convert to the homeworking crowd. But once I realized what I could do here, I mean, it is phenomenal how productive I am when I don't have to commute to work, when I don't have to change, when I don't have to prepare food or, you know, pack up or even... Even those congenial conversations. I know people are going to get upset with me. Steve, you know, you sound like such an antisocialite. And yet I'm also called an extrovert. So you figure that one out, right? Willing to talk, but at the same time, always on the move. And the reason why I'm always on the move is because I do book these things, like having classes. I remember I used to book language class at 5.30. That would give me enough time. And this made me cranky at work when I was at the building because... I'd have to finish work, change, go find a bike, race through Beijing traffic, get home, and then prepare for class. I mean, it was that was very stressful and not not fun. But very, what was it? 
not unsavory, unsatisfying, I guess you could say, because that one I was rushing quite a through, uh, quite a bit through. So nowadays, being at home, it's just a lot more relaxed. Uh, I feel that I'm a lot more productive. I'm a lot more um, happy, and I think the company's happy as well that I'm not as racing around and as rushed and stuff like that. So it's a win-win situation. All being case, yeah, the uh, my my teacher, she was. Uh, I guess she works from home now. She must. I mean, she's been she's booked. Uh, she seems to be open for the next couple of weeks. I was checking her schedule on iTalkie and. Uh, uh, but before, like a, a month ago, she was just booked solid. It was very difficult to get a time slot with her. Uh, nowadays, like I'm counting down, like I'm looking at this. Okay, we're mid-April. Next week is the end of April. Okay, let's just put that in perspective. So if I book another five classes with her at once per week, that takes me to the end of May, which puts me two weeks away from departure from China, going basically eastwards. Uh, to to uh, Europe, to Canada, out for a month, and then back into China uh, mid-July or so like that. Like, so th- this is what I'm looking at. Again, this is different from the daily schedule where you wake up at 6.30 and know that you, in 17 hours you're going to be falling asleep in the same place. Here I'm going, if I book another five lessons with this lady, that takes me to basically August because five weeks on, on classes... Two weeks prep to get to Canada, uh, two weeks in Europe, two weeks in Canada, and then back in mid-July, basically. I wouldn't be able to settle into classes again probably until end of July, at which point it's going to be stupidly hot in the apartment and very uncomfortable, basically. Fast forward six months, right? That's what happens. Busy, sustainable-ish, on the move, not sitting down, productive, creative, although I think I can do more and I definitely can do it better. That much I can say. I can streamline my workflows. I can be a little bit more dedicated in my time efficiency and deploying the resources, not just deploying resources where they're needed, because, you know, computers and stuff like that, but like making sure that I'm utilizing the things that I have at hand and not always looking at the next thing, right? Part of the fun thing about being a tech guy is that you to look at all the fun little toys that come out. But it's a waste of time. Unless you're going to commit and buy something, how much research, i.e. looking at Google, looking at Jingdong.com, the Jingdong APP, this, debating whether or not this sale price is as good as it should be, or should it be lower? I mean, how many, how much quiet, how, many, how much money can you save by making a decision and buying it today, or looking at the same picture on sale for five minutes every week times six months. What What is the value of your time, right? Like this, the, there comes a time where it's like, pull, well, I don't want to say pull the trigger, but uh, yeah, you, you got to press the button. Pre- press the red button to buy the thing, not the red button to uh, set off um, bad things, right? So, I mean, uh, right, so... Make sure that you're spending your time usefully. Oh, goodness. Terrible metaphor. Oh, goodness. How was reading Ukrainian? Okay, so this, uh, this, I was, I thought it would go a little bit smoother than it did, but uh, I'm not going to lie. My teacher seemed to be a little bit uninterested in uh, holding my hand through 
the very horrid slowness that a beginning reader in Ukrainian is. Now, I'm not a very beginner. The problem is that I haven't practiced, and I have trouble sitting down and reading on my own because of the aforementioned, oh, I got to message this person, I got to do that. You know, your mind wanders. So what I thought I would do with Ukrainian in order to sort of prep for this uh, trip in the next coming uh, couple of months, in order to focus myself, I basically hired three different teachers. One for speaking, two for uh, reading, where I'm just going to read news articles and she's going to listen to me butcher the whole language, and then three for grammar so I can practice using all the inflected languages. Sounds like a lot, and it kind of is. It's only an hour or two and a half, two and a half hours per week, and it's paid. I know it's money out of my pocket, but it's dedicated, focused time that I can't get distracted on, and it's a commitment to study for that time. I am willing to pay for someone to take me through that. It, it's like paying someone. It's like paying a, time, uh, a, a It's like paying a teacher. It's like paying a stopwatch almost. Not that I'm saying these these ladies and they're all ladies are, are stopwatches. What I'm saying is that. It gives me a focused, dedicated time to commit to the language so that in two months, I'll have put in that time that, you know, is reasonable enough to get working proficiency in the language. I don't need to be fluent by July or June. doesn't matter. Probably not going to happen. If I stop studying Chinese so much, actually, this is, this is the good thing about being at a higher level in Chinese compared to Ukrainian is that I can book a Chinese lesson that's conversational and I can make my way through it, still learn something, pulling from the characters, pulling from the, the grammar points, pulling from the uh, the pronunciation tips and advice a lot better than I can, a lot more than I can from the Ukrainian side of things because I'm much more fluent in Mandarin Chinese and it's getting better. Like I, I'm, I'm actually, I'm impressed with myself compared to last year at this time, far better. Far, far, far better. Now, I haven't been writing in Chinese as much. Shame on me. I got to get back at that, especially if I want to, at some point, take that HSK5 test, which I haven't talked about, haven't even looked at, because with these classes, I've been more focused on developing the automaticity, being able to use Chinese like that, automatically, rather than struggling to think through the words I need to use, or the grammar languages, the pronunciations. Right, so that's what the goal was with all these uh, these Chinese languages. Reading Ukrainian, right? So it gets confusing with my mind. Some other Eastern Slavic languages that I was studying for a while. Um, I want to develop that ability now to to read Ukrainian, to speak the Ukrainian words and the Ukrainian letters, and to not struggle in transitioning between the two three languages that I got going on in my mind right now. That's part of the issue. And that, that's that's part of the goal. And that's one of the reasons I book them so close together on work days is because I want to practice that. I want to practice that mental change that happens. I don't know. Is this what tr translators do? Interpreters? I mean, is this what polyglots do? I have no idea. I don't care. It's not, not none of my business. And their business is none of mine. I mean, they can tell me all the, 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 the tips and how to learn a language and anything I'm going... Still my brain, still my time. I still got to figure it out, right? You can take all that wonderful advice, and honestly, it doesn't mean anything if I don't spend the time on my target languages, and that is more important. So there, Chinese class, I'm reading uh, Ukrainian. Uh, this Chinese class with this lady is done for now. 
Um, I might try to book some more with her, but I do have other speaking classes lined up. So that's uh, going to keep me busy for uh, uh, the next couple of weeks anyway. Uh, reading Ukrainian, again, I get, literally I have three teachers at the moment. So uh, I've had them sporadically pointed or placed throughout the week. Uh, usually it's actually Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday is when I'm doing Ukrainian. It just seems to fit better with my, uh, my uh, flow, if you will. Uh, finished reading this uh, South China Morning Post, finally. Okay, so for those of you who aren't really aware, maybe I haven't talked about this. Uh, I haven't talked about it for in a while. Um, this whole, I read newspapers, and in Hong Kong, I did buy a few newspapers. The South China Morning Post, Financial Times, Wall Street Journal, New York Times. Um, and I like to, I like to, I have this gross little, uh, is it a fetish? A habit? I don't do anything with the newspapers, if that's what you're thinking. I'm thinking more like, how long is it going to take me to read this? Because honestly, they publish these things all the time. Who the hell reads the whole thing? <laughs> like, come on, no one does. No one does. And, and if they're not meant, if no one person reads the whole thing, why do they print so many words? And if it's for the idea that, oh, well, you know, it's something for everybody. It's a broad, generic audience or general audience. I mean, then why do you have to sell it all as one copy? Which makes more sense for the digitization of the news. It should be cheap. It, it should be easy to access because half the stuff we're not going to read anyway. Right? So anyway, I finished the South China Morning Post. I'm going to work on Financial Times FT Weekend from April 1st. <laughs> I'm already three weeks behind. It doesn't matter. I mean... Some of the sports competition, like the Hong Kong Sevens, that's over. Uh, the other thing, there was a some tennis tournament somewhere that was going on. Whatever, same with Formula One. Uh, I guess is it the, not the preseason? No, they're they're doing time drills and stuff like that in uh, was it Sydney or somewhere in Australia? Um, but anyway, it doesn't doesn't really matter. The sports stuff expires. The political stuff, I mean, <laughs> the political stuff is still going on all the time. What I find neat is to read the local news stories about what's going on. Not only that, I was reading the classifieds about uh, uh, jobs available in Hong Kong. Lots of education positions. Uh, only one page compared to the three pages of engineering and... Is it in, mining and engineering or engineering and technology? Uh, so lots of jobs in the, those fields, but require substantial experience. Like we're talking most of the job adverts required five, three, five, six, eight years of post-certification experience, but lots of money to be made if you're uh, in the construction business, some sort of mine, sorry, not mining, yeah, it's an engineer, engineering, like a lot of those, um, uh, not journeymen's, the other ones, oh goodness, I can't remember the words, uh, but uh, a lot of those words were, they are, they're like managers, but I guess they're not exactly managers, but they'd be promoted into managers at some point along the line so but yeah full page full page and a half of education placements for uh, hong kong universities uh and some high schools and stuff like that so there, there's work available i guess it, it's kind of neat to see um yeah so i was looking at the classifieds as well so we'll see what, the, what we'll see what the classifieds are for the uh, financial times three weeks ago <laughs> might be interesting to see what sort of jobs are available uh in the uk uh, and what about uh, this rotator cuff? Yeah, I don't know what I did to this thing, but it seems to be botched. It's, um, I don't know what you call it. It's, it's described as a dull ache 
when you lift your arm. And I'm like, yep, that's pretty much what it is. It's uh, uh, it's not a shooting pain. It's like I dread to lift my arm or I dread to go lift a, a water bottle because I know it's going to be painful. And it doesn't feel like it's a tear, right? But at the same time, I don't know if I want to self-diagnose this. So I was looking up some um, exercises and some stretches for uh, rotator cuffs. And actually, this morning, I bought a brace for the shoulder. And I'm already looking at it going, I don't know if I need a brace. Like, I, I wanted a compression uh, stocking of some sort, right? Like uh, something that would fit around my, my shoulder and compress it like I have for my, for my legs as well. Uh, and then that way, you, know, you can sort of tighten it up, increase blood flow through the, through the joint and everything. Uh, but uh, and through the muscles and everything, well, I guess I'll have to play it safe with my lifts because uh, I don't want this to go out of out of whack. At the same time, I don't want to be giving up my workouts all the time. There are modifications, of course, I can make to uh, keep going. Or you know what? Maybe I just do cardio for the oh, no, <laughs> double up your cardio for the next eight weeks. Oh goodness, <laughs> uh, not bad for the gut, but uh, unsustainable, I would say. Um, probably some body work, uh, uh, body weight work I could do instead of using weights. Uh, but uh, yeah, so we'll have to see how that goes. But rotator cuff, uh, feeling kind of funky. Uh, it might just be today, post-workout day. Uh, but uh, we'll see how it feels tomorrow. I don't think these things heal overnight. So probably going to have to deal with this tomorrow as well. All right, folks, I'm going to leave it there. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Show notes and tracks up on my website, stevenstrisky.com. Have a good one. Hope you're doing well out there. Get in touch if you need any help. Talk again. Bye-bye.